0: My body is a roadmap of pain.
1: All right. Deathmatchworldwide.com. The official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a Deathmatch wrestler, promotion, manager, or platform, and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com, for the violent view. <laughs>
0: What it is, what's up, and welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I'm your host, Rafe Houston. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. This will actually be his second time on the show. He first joined me for episode 50. It is the one, the only, the motherfucking struggles. How are you today, Ryan?
2: Hey, what's up? Only uh, (laughs) a small group of people that I would wake up this early for... (laughs) And you're one of them. So what's going on, man? How are you?
0: Bro, I love it. Normally it's me getting up at the super early times, but uh, they <laughs> fucked with your flight and we had to move things around. And I appreciate you still getting on the line with me because I'm yeah, very
1: I'm,
2: excited. For those uh, unfamiliar about the timeline, I am uh, ready to head out to Tennessee for ICW No Holds Barred weekend. Yeah, buddy. But, uh, yeah, we're doing, uh, we got the Pit 6 in Chattanooga on Friday. And then right after that, we got an uh, HB 20, I think. I don't know. I kind of lost track of everything that's going on. My brain is uh fried and smashed as of late. And, uh, yeah. well, He's a busy man. He's got a
0: lot of irons in the fire these days. When we last spoke, we just recapped Ryan's entire history here, long-running podcast known as the Spotlight Series. It still exists today, though its form has kind of changed quite a bit uh, because his role in wrestling has changed quite a bit. He now does full-time commentary for ICW No Holds Barred. He helps organize many, many things for that company. But as well as that, he's also starting his own wrestling company because I guess he hasn't had enough fucking punishments. <laughs> 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 tell, tell us That's a little bit it. more. That, you got is, plans?
2: <laughs> that is certainly it, man. Um uh over i've been working for icw since december of 2018 yeah i think that was it Mm -hmm. i think my my first show on commentary was uh when danny retired i'm doing air quotes (laughs) (laughs) when danny retired he wrestled amazing red i believe the show was called like concrete jungle or something to that effect Mm -hmm. and uh that was my first time we talked about that um on the episode 50 but uh since then definitely a lot a lot of change has gone on it went from you know a hobby to uh something i you know something i did after work something i did on the weekends to now uh quitting my job and and doing wrestling stuff full time it's been about a year that i've been doing that and um i thought and this is uh how crazy of a human being I was. I thought I was going to have more time to do the spotlight series, but in actuality, I do not have more time to do interviews. Um, It just turned out that. All right. So you work 40 hours a week, right? That's what I was doing. That's what a lot of people do Um, after work. I would do the spotlight series. And that was kind of like my release, my outlet, my creative plug. It was uh, my release, my escape from my 40-hour job. And it was something that I felt uh, proud of and cultivated and built. But then all of a sudden, yeah, and you're Uh doing it. You're doing it right. Exactly. You get it. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Same exact thing. So now I replace 40 hours a week of work. With now 40 hours of new time on my hands. So you think. Oh I'm going to be able to do the show. I'm going to be able to do this. I'm going to be able to do that. No. I don't have time. Wrestling has now become 24-7 on my brain. So the interviews are no longer an escape. It's no longer a creative plug. Because I'm non-stop wrestling brain at all times. Yes. Whether it's ICW which I do tremendous amount for, uh, not just commentary, every video I organize all the merchandise, design most of the merchandise, order most of the merchandise, you know, doing the live sales. Like that's not like that's an hour and change drive each way just to get to Danny's house. You know, like it's, it's added on top of that, the travel, um, I organize all, all the theme music. I'm doing all the trading cards. That shit takes so long. All the 8x10 photos. Everything, you know. it's uh so That in itself is a lot. Yeah. And then also, I work for IWTV. I run uh, social media for them. But then also, I do graphics, videos, and other freelance stuff for them. Then I have other people reaching out and they want commissioned videos or graphics and stuff. So we're doing that. Then I'm on like full retainer for design for the wrestling universe, which is a store located in New York. We actually have three stores, one in Flushing Queens, one in Comac Long Island and one in Long Beach, Long Island. And so I'm on full retainer to do graphics, videos, whatever for them. So when I'm, done i just want to be done you know i just want to sit down and watch football with my wife you know or some shitty television show that's good because because at
0: that at that point you've filled your days with nothing but wrestling so when you get home the idea of like you know what it'd be great talking about more wrestling is probably not where your mind goes and i live that exactly the same so i did a band for many many years 10 plus years you know uh, after that all finished up, I went and worked in a music store, which is what I manage. People from the show would probably know. I sell guitars and basses, drums, whatever, you know, and I, I run that. So I'm around music all day. And people are like, you're still playing in your band? You're still playing bass or something? I'm like, not really, because when I leave here, the last thing I want to do is crank up my bass because, like, I've – Heard it all day you know what i mean and then wrestling is my escape so it's yeah. it's kind of like that exact same situation that when you take the thing that you like the most and you're surrounded by it all the time then that's not how you relax anymore it doesn't mean you enjoy it any less it just means yeah. that in those moments of spare time you're not really inclined to like push yourself into that you know because you've got all that work hours to do it
2: yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent. and then um you talked about the shift of what I've been doing. I'm still doing podcasts, mm-hmm. just a little, a little less frequent. I mean, I went from every Monday night for about five years, mm-hmm. not not including um, during the heart of the pandemic, where I was doing two episodes a week, like a real psycho. But people were home. I was home. We needed something, honestly. The, i i used the the pandemic which you know was an extremely rough and scary time for everybody but i used that time at home from i was home from march to july 1st so those months wow. i i used i was home every single day no work you know work was closed on unemployment and i was just like i'm going to treat this like a test run that if I can survive off the hustle so I was making videos I was pushing myself to get better um I was doing as many interviews as possible I was designing more shirts for other people normally I only kind of designed for myself um I was branching out more really really pushing myself on the video front just because um I can see it but I like In my I close my eyes and I can See what I want to do but I didn't have the skill set to do What I wanted to do Mm -hmm. so I Instead of just being like "Eh, I'm not That good Eh, I'm limited I was like fuck it I'm gonna learn this so I Started you know Taking online you know final cut Pro classes and Stuff like that just like hey I need to Get even just a little bit faster even Mm -hmm. because sometimes these videos would take me such a long time and it's like man is it really worth it to clock all these hours for a fucking 59 second video just for content for an episode or so i just i knew i needed to get better i knew that uh with icw i mean we had only ran volume one and then the pandemic hit and i knew um that isaac who did all the videos for volume one was planning on uh, moving on to violence and suffering Mm -hmm. uh, because that company is uh, the one that he is, you know, the, the major creative brain in. Mm -hmm. I knew that I needed to step up or we would just not have any more videos or not have any more decent graphics. You know, luckily somebody like Tom custom, who stepped up in a huge way and does all our graphics. Now Isaac was doing them, but now Tom's done everything since uh, I can't remember what volume, you know, probably like um, I think Isaac's last graphics were probably volume two, the first drive-in show. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but since then I did some and then it was too much work for me. So Tom stepped up in a big way and Tom does fucking everything. He's the man. That's awesome. Um, but yeah. So back to the main point of what I was getting at <laughs> yeah. is that I, I, expected to have all this new time to do more. I was thinking I was going to do, and I even talked to this with, uh, with my friend Gio. I was like, what would you, would, what would you say to doing smart remarks twice a month? And he was like, yeah, sure. So I thought I was going to do every Monday podcasts, interviews, and do two smart remarks a month because I thought I had the time. But then it all kind of shook out WrestleMania time. It gets really, really busy for me. So I haven't put out uh, interviews since probably April or May. Mm -hmm. And then... I (laughs) this is ridiculous but it's uh, I started to like guilt myself like yo dude you've been doing this for five years and you just stopped you didn't say anything you didn't post anything because I kind of hate when people do that when people put out like some like notes screenshot on like hey life's been crazy I'm gonna put the spotlight series on hiatus like I hate when people do shit like that like just do it, you know, either do it or don't do it, you know, that's it, so everything was kind of in limbo, and then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do smart remarks no matter what, I can knock out a one show a fucking month, yeah, you can, I can talk to
0: your friend that. for an hour or two and knock out something,
2: exactly, yeah. no stress, no worrying about scheduling, I know that we can knock it out, you know, at a 10 p.m. on a Saturday when we're not doing shit, you know? Yeah. So that was fine. And then I started to feel like smart remarks was getting taken over by ICW and HB talk. So I'm just like, man, I know not everybody's into this. I know people want to hear us talk about wrestling. I know people want to hear us kind of touch on some current events in wrestling I know people want to hear us answer questions and do the hit them high and hit them low and do this and do that. But I just felt like I was spending, and and a couple of my friends said, Yo, half the show is just you talking about what what you did at ICW. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, That's fucking what I did. So that's what I'm on my mind. That's what I'm going to talk about. Like, I'm sorry. And then I I just thought to myself, I was like, what if we just take everything NHB out of smart remarks, give it its own setting. And we can now run two shows a month, one on the first one on wherever it doesn't matter. It's a free flowing situation. Uh, Hopefully, you know, after one show and before another. So it helps build buzz and content. So, we started to do that and um they're honestly uh i have so much fun doing both of those shows um because i don't care i just uh, i don't it feel the sometimes they're <laughs> <talking lower>. <laughs> yeah. and that's rare i don't really talk shit on yeah. the interviews i kind of let the people do their thing yeah and like we have fun but i don't really get wild on uh, but on on smart remarks I uh, and behind the chains, I don't give a fuck. I will say
0: it's your show. You're not in interview mode. You're not representing a a guest or anything like that. You can just say what you want. It doesn't really matter. I really like both shows and I was loving smart remarks for all the ICW talk. And then when it kind of became two and I could kind of, you know, hear geo giving you shit about being all elite and doing all that stuff. I was, I was enjoying both. I thought, I I think it's a, a really good mix at the moment.
2: Yeah, it's fun. And, um, and I enjoy it, so I'm glad that I I didn't just completely disappear from from podcasting. I know everybody used to get, and break it down this way, you probably used to get four to five hours a month from me. Every Monday, probably a little over an hour, you know, you probably got that, about four to five hours a month from the Spotlight series. Now... You're getting two shows a month, but they're a little bit longer, so you're you're still getting about maybe uh about four hours of content from me podcast wise a month. Mm-hmm. So that made me feel um, less guilty and less hard on myself that I just kind of bounced from the medium and the world that gave me everything. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah, exactly. You didn't want to feel like you were just like. Oh, cool! I got to this certain point, and then peace out to all the people that you know, kind of supported you until to that point. But I don't yeah. think anybody would have seen it that way. Uh, as like a long time fan of your show, I was like, I can completely understand, you know, why he's, you know, getting to that point. You know, sure. it's it's also super cool as well when when I hear you talk about making the most of your time locked down. I, I hear that, and I know it's been hard for a lot of people around the world. That much time off work, i got to be honest, that's fucking awesome to me because I didn't get locked down for one goddamn day basically. Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, and so that had its own struggles but, I mean, really, it's not like I had financial worries at that time. You know, there was a, a few snap lockdowns here in Perth and stuff but we've been the luckiest country, like country in the world basically yeah. and we're in the most isolated city in the world. So a few kind of issues and stuff but, but nothing really bad. And when I started this podcast – in, you know, September last year or whatever it was, I was kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, this will be great. This will, I'm sure, like, lots and lots of people did. This will be my opportunity and I can dedicate some time to it. Never actually ended up happening. I was like, I'm going to start it and be locked down. Didn't happen. Just worked all the way through. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, imagine how far I could be. But when you kind of look at the way things shake out and stuff, like for you and stuff, I, I don't think I'd change anything. I think everything sort of worked out where it was supposed to for anybody. Uh, For everybody concerned, you know, (laughs) like, yeah, yeah, and you know, there's certain things that wouldn't have happened for certain talent for wrestling companies, for everything without it, you know?
2: I mean, it's, um, it was hard, you know, because I used it as distraction because it's just, uh, you know, living in New York, it's a rough time. I can't imagine yeah it was a tough time man and um it's definitely scary but i was just like hey man i'm gonna try and do something because i i got a you know a couple friends who are super talented who just like slept for three months yeah and played video games and there's nothing against that that is uh a different type of distraction, a different type of uh, way to uh, keep your mental health in check, yeah. you know, instead of, I guess I know a lot of people were like, Hey, don't waste your time. Make sure you're using this to, to, to be productive and make sure you're, you're learning new skills or using this time. You know, we always say, Oh, I don't have time to do that. Yeah. Well, guess what? We were given a big chunk of time. And um, then, on the other hand, you know, people might have felt pressured. Oh, well, I have to do something with this time. If I if I sit around lazy for a month and, uh, you know, play video games and do this and that, I'm a failure. You know, it's just um, different strokes for different folks for so a me. Lot of, a
0: lot of pressure, a lot of stress in that entire situation. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it, and it was like, exactly. You just got to, whoever you are and however you're dealing with it, like, just use it in whatever way makes you happy because the other way leads to destruction, you know? Like, it's just like, if it's video games, if it's pushing yourself into stuff, then that's the right way to go, no matter what it is, you know? And I, I really um, admire people who who manage to turn it into something because if I was really locked down, I had grand goals, but I probably would have just played video games, I imagine, <laughs>
2: Yeah, but I mean, that was part of it, though. You know, it's a it's definitely part of it. But I just kind of said to myself, like, hey, I'm not going to sleep till one o'clock every day. So instead of waking up at 7 a.m., I I got up at about 10 a.m. every single day. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and I kind of just tried to create something every day. And whatever that may be, you know, Mm -hmm. if it was artwork for the podcast, if it was, uh, you know, creating an episode with someone, if it was editing videos, if it was this, if it was that, just working on T-shirt designs, even if it was me doing 15 minutes of work or 15 hours of work, Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to create something today, whatever that may be, you know. And during this time, while you're trying to do that, are the
0: first, I guess, ideas or sort of thoughts of something like expect the unexpected starting to germinate? Not at all. Or I no, focus. I'm just, my head. No, <laughs> um, a, this is a. I, I don't know if you know this year. I know you. You've been out of the game for a little bit. But it's an audio medium.
2: I don't know. <laughs> yes. Ah, yes. Ah. Uh, yes, uh the podcast. Yeah, yeah, here we but, go. Um no, man. Uh no. N- I honestly and maybe this kind of goes in line with uh with podcasting into commentary. Mm-hmm. I never had a goal to do uh to do a podcast.
0: Yeah.
2: But it kind of just made sense when it was presented to me. Mm-hmm. Um I was a guest on somebody's show. I was like, I could do this fucking better than them, so I did, mm-hmm. and then it turned into my thing. Then when it turns in, I never was like the kid who was like nine years old watching WWF superstars on mute so I could do commentary in my bedroom. Yeah, you know, I wasn't that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never had this grand dream of I want to be Tony Schiavone you know, or this grand dream that I want to, uh, run a company, uh, never, but I'm certainly a person who can get inspired and can run with things. And I I've made a, uh, a life out of taking what's given to me Mm -hmm. and making the best out of it, whether it's a good situation, great situation or a shitty one, you know? Um, So working with ICW since December 2018, you're going to learn a lot. You know, being the right hand of of Danny DeMonto might sound like a fucking nightmare to most. But I learned so much from him because, I mean, the guy's been wrestling for 20 years, you know, since he was on the first ever ICW show. I think he was running the smoke machine in 2001. He was like 17 years old. Yeah, wow. You know, and uh, he's seen it all, done it all, wrestled huge stars, small stars, you know, one of those tri-state guys who have just been everywhere and done everything and definitely a polarizing figure. Some people really love him. Some people really hate him. There's kind of no in-between on Danny DeMonto. And for me... I love him, man. He saw something in me enough to be like, hey, uh, uh, the ICW shows tomorrow. Why don't you come to my house the day before? We'll plan everything out, and then you could sleep here and chop half of your drive off so it's shorter, and uh, we'll go over there together, you know, and I never said, like, Hey, can you teach me how to run a wrestling company? Hey, can you show me how to book a show? Yeah. It was just he included me. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah.
2: And I I for somebody who has always had trouble with being included, you know, that's why I'm a sports guy. I've played sports my entire life because you sign up for a team and you're on it. You know, or you make the team and you're on it Uh, when it comes to, you know, friend circles or this or that where you have clicks and people who are to themselves and stuff. And, you know, it was easier to be on a team because, you know, that's what you were doing instead of having to be like, oh, these people picked me and said, hey, why don't you come hang out with us, you know? So I always had that anxiety of, of being included, but I never had to say to Danny, like, Hey, can you show me how to do this, man? He just did. And then I just sat around and helped where I could and learned. And, um, you got to remember that, um, when watching somebody run a company, you're learning from their pros and from their cons, from their successes and from their mistakes. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of sat back and watched and uh, became more and more and more involved, you know, Mm -hmm. so now anything and everything that happens in ICW, I know, I know about, you know, I know what's happening, what's coming, who's this, who's that, what merch is being made, what's happening for our, black friday sale what's booked on january 22nd like just got it all. everything yeah you know well, you're part of everything. The team. exactly he yeah. chose you for yeah. his team whether you knew it or not
0: and and you exactly. became part of that exactly. family yeah.
2: so I, I i continued to learn and learn and learn and i still had no thought in my mind hey i want to run a company yeah. no not at all when i quit my job And started to do wrestling full time. um, I had mentioned before that I do graphics for the wrestling universe stores. Um, Jack, who owns those stores. He is the owner of the original ICW since 2001. And when we turned it over to ICW, no holds barred, he was still involved. But then he kind of uh, isn't the biggest fan of death matches. So probably around volume three or four, he was like, hey, I'm done, guys. Have fun. Keep doing your thing. But I'm good. So cool. Uh, But me and him stayed in touch. Him and Danny are great friends. They've known each other for so long. So he's had his wrestling universe store in Queens for like 15 plus years running signings doing everything selling figures memorabilia so danny used to go to his store for signings back in the day when he was a teenager so they've known each other for almost 20 years and uh so when i was contemplating quitting my job danny was like i know i could get you work with jack and i knew jack already but here comes back to my anxiety about inclusion, where I'm like, he's like, here's his number. Text him. And I'm like, what am I just supposed to say? Like, hey, pay me for graphics, man. Thanks. <laughs> and like, South pitch. I didn't got it locked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, I don't know what to do. And then Danny was like, he's opening a store in Comac, which is like 30 minutes from my house. The other store is like 25 minutes from my house. I was still working 40 hours a week, and Jack was like, I I messaged him. I was like, hey, Danny told me to shoot you a message, blah, 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 blah. If you need any help with the new store or anything like this. And uh, he's like, come and meet me over there. I was like, all right. So I go over there. I meet him at the fucking store, and it's empty, and we're talking and talking and talking. And he goes, what's your work schedule like? I was like, I work 40 hours Monday through Friday, you know uh I'm not at a computer I I work with my hands I'm a production manager I'm on a ladder I'm doing this I'm over here I'm over there I was like but I can knock out stuff for you you know afterwards and he was like what would it take for you to quit your job and I was not really prepared for that yeah. and I was like ah and then he goes how much do you make a week and don't lie to me and I go Okay, and I told him, and he was like, benefits? I was like, my wife is a social worker for the state of New York. I have those benefits, which are ridiculous. So I was like, no, and he was like, well, what what would it take for you to quit your job? And I was just like, I told him this, and I thought I was being crazy, Mm -hmm. this, and he just said, okay. And... I was like, okay. And then I went to work the next week and told my boss, and and who is also my good friend, my ex boss now. And I said, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'll train somebody and teach somebody. I'm not just going to give you a fucking two weeks' notice. It was like, uh, I was like, I'll give you as much time as you need. Mm -hmm. And then I'm gone. And that was uh, basically Thanksgiving last year. So about a year ago. And here we are. But uh, to get back to what sparked, I'm I'm on I'm all over the place. No, no, I'm a bouncing ball, brother. No, Keep yeah.
0: with me. I, I love it. I, lo- I love the history. I love going in depth with this kind of stuff. You know, yeah, what because
2: I mean? it, it, it all leads to to what we're it's, here. It's for. all the
0: journey. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there's there's exactly. nothing that's irrelevant. Un- you know,
2: yeah. irrelevant. yeah, so, yeah, you get it. Yeah. So I start to work more heavily with Jack. Jack's been running wrestling shows since 2001. Now he's out the game. He decides death matches aren't really his speed. Whatever. He's opening new stores, you know, focusing on the wrestling universe as a business. And then every once in a while, he'll just be like, What if we ran a wrestling show? And I'm like, What do you mean? And he was like, Start our own company. He's like, Do this, do that, do this, do that. And I'm just like, eh, like I'm just getting used to this freelance thing. Like last thing I need to do is be like investing or putting money on the line where I'm really transitioning into a completely different place in my life. Mm -hmm. Luckily, I have the cushion of, like I said before, my wife is a social worker for the state of New York. She makes good money, great benefits. Uh, So I have that kind of cushion behind me to to risk it to quit my 40 hour job and do something different but it's paid off tenfold yeah so uh he keeps bringing it up over and over and then i'm just like one day i don't even remember when <sighs> probably it was it was hot out so it was probably this it's probably like uh it was after wrestlemania i probably started to get that seeing wrestlemania um the way that the indies run like with the showcase of the independents and the collective and just being like man that would be cool to do something on my own and just honestly i was kind of getting desensitized to deathmatch wrestling i just see so much of it and it's all i really know but i it's not really i love it and i grew to love it but the stuff that really broke me into loving independent wrestling was ring of honor jersey all pro icw original um that tri-state super indie style is really what made me a fan i mean my first show ever was ring of honor it was punk's last show he showed up as a surprise you know my second show ever was uh samoa joe and brian danielson against kenta and marifuji like that's i'm so spoiled with wrestling But I I was like, man, like, everybody's kind of doing the same thing. Death matches are the bell of the ball right now. They get the most eyes, to be completely honest. Like, they draw in a big way. Everybody's kind of doing also, like, the PWG style where everything's a super fight, everything's a dream match, everything's a first time ever, you know. So I'm just like... We need something different. So <laughs> I, I, I'm i trying to think who I've even told this to. So we have, he keeps asking me, let's do a show. And I'm like, finally, like, fuck it. Let's do it. And he's like, all right. So I start cooking in my brain. What are we going to call this fucking thing? What is it going to be? And I went full on concept show. So it, ETU was not the first first deal, and that's where we landed. So the only people who probably know this is me, Jack. Uh, I pitched it to Jerry from IWTV, and I probably told a couple of my friends that I have in a group chat about it and my wife. So when I tell you that we were ready to go on this whole concept, and I'll just honestly, I'll just say it out there. I'll probably end up using a piece of it in ETU eventually but I just I didn't want to call it something pro wrestling or something championship wrestling I didn't want another GCW ICW JCW yeah. WCW I didn't want another one of that so I just wanted like boom a name yeah. and it's just like what's that oh it's pro wrestling so we had all these lists of names you know I can't even remember half of them i had a list as long as fucking all hell and it was just like single kind of powerful names and uh we ended up landing on the name storm that's it just storm and he was like well why that and i was just like well a storm can mean so many things you know there's different elements to this it could be you know wind sleet snow rain uh it could also be you know like you're storming the beach or stuff like that it's there's so many different meanings to it and then i started to be like i want it to be storm elemental pro wrestling where we run four times a year seasonal shows and then each one kind of has a theme given the season and everything kind of makes sense in that way. Like the lighting at one show would be like kind of an icy blue. Then you get into the fall. It'd be more of autumn type stuff. So that's like, you see how crazy yeah. my fucking brain well, then is. Then you're
0: already planning like WCW entrance sets where it's like all themed. <laughs> like that. Like, you're already going to the moon with it. I see what's happening here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I like so
2: it. I'm just going full on concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, logos drawn up logos done, logos approved. Uh even had a straight up like mascot character that looks like this jacked, like muscle cloud. I'll have to send it to you. I would
0: love to. It's
2: awesome. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. I pitch it to Jerry. Jerry loves it. Oh, it's great. I show it to my friends. They kind of didn't get it at first, but you have once I explain it, you're like, wow, that's kind of cool. You know, how you what is he gonna do with this? Uh, I reached, we got the building Ridgefield park, um, booked it, told Jerry, put it on the schedule for IWTV booked, um, hit up the kid who does the amazing lighting. His name's Ray's lighting. He does such great work, uh, with GCW, with all the Ridgefield park shows. I know he did violence and suffering, such a fantastic job. So I hit him up. And he's like, what's the name of the company? And I'm like, Storm. So, and I'm like showing friends the fucking logos, showing my family, explaining to my mom, like, (laughs) and she's like, so we're like, I'm like there. Yeah. And then the fucking, the Debbie Downer party pooper as he always can be, it's usually my job, but Danny DeMonto, when I knew you, I you were going to say it was Danny. I
0: knew you were going to say it was him.
2: <laughs> So I pitched it to Danny, yeah. and he goes, why that? And I'm like, because it's cool. And he was like, so you and Jack are going to run a show, and you're not going to reference Jack's 20 years of legacy in the tri-state area. Yeah, He said, you're not going to, He was like, isn't that the style that made you who you are i'm like yeah so he was he wanted us because obviously jack being the creator of icw he wanted to do he pitched that we do like a subsidiary and call it icw xyz you know icw rising icw future something some kind of the same
0: brand but it's a it's an offshoot where it's doing different stuff yeah Yeah,
2: so i was completely opposed and angry because you got to think about this way when you're like, when the bullets are in the gun yeah. and you're aiming to shoot, and somebody's like, "Hey, hey, the target's over here," you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, you know. So I was like mad.
0: It pisses you and, off, like when you've got an idea and somebody get, like hits you with reality. You're like, "No, no, fuck you! This is what we're doing. I'm doing it now." Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, no, but it's like when it's that when we're I'm like ready to, like, the only thing that I didn't do was make the video announcing it yeah everything else was in place logo design building name everything i'm like thank god we didn't fucking llc this fucking name because that was the next step yeah and i was ready we were ready and then that conversation kind of made jack a little gun shy which understandable so but i started to think and i'm like I don't want to fucking call it ICW XYZ. I don't. I don't want that. I want to brand it completely to my fucking self. So I'm flipping through IWTV, looking at shit, and just like, let me watch these old ICW shows and see if anything comes to mind. And you go in on there, and one of the shows is called Expect the Unexpected. And I just look to my, like, I'm just like, that's cool. ETU. And I'm just like, that sounds fucking good. That sounds different. It's not a ECW, but it's still a chantable abbreviation. It's still, it's still sounds- yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah, just, it fits the mold, but it isn't. And I'm just like, E-T-U, expect the unexpected, yeah.
0: Oh, hey. How do you guys feel about your internet security? Good? Or do you hate it? Well, you must hate it if you haven't heard of NordVPN before. And do you hate, like, browsing the internet and streaming services from other countries and getting to watch whatever you want at the click of a button? I guess I must, because I live in Australia. We don't get to see nothing. I can't even shop for cool stuff without a whole heap of bother. But now, thanks to NordVPN, with the click of a button, I can just transport my internet to that of another country and shaglucky, I'm all sorted. And guess what? This holiday season, by going to nordvpn.com slash feels and using the code fields, you'll get up to 73% off your NordVPN plan plus a bonus gift. That's right. nord.com slash feels and use the code feels. To get up to 73% off your NordVPN plan and a bonus gift. Your NordVPN plan and a bonus gift. Do yourself a favor. Do your privacy a favor. Do your eyes a favor. And go to nordvpn.com feels and use the code feels. Now back to the show.
2: The first person I call is my wife. She thought we were locked in on Storm. I call her. I said, hey, what do you think if we did this? And she's like, oh, are you gun shy? Are are you bailing on Storm? I was like, I don't know. I don't think so. And I said the whole deal out to her. She goes, that's a great idea. was like, you show. And that's when the whole concept starts coming to my head. It's like. Expect the unexpected. ETU Wrestling chose tribute to the legacy that Jack built in the early 2000s. We can use some older guys, match them up against newer guys, do dream matches. It kind of covers everything. It'd be a love letter to the independent scene that sparked my fire for independent wrestling in the early 2000s. And I was just like... I talked to my wife. She said it was good. Like, do I have something here? Am I scared about the the heavy concept of Storm? I know I can make that work. I know Storm's a good idea. It's just heavy. It's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. And to explain that to a new fan base is difficult. Mm-hmm. So I didn't pull it yet. So I talked to Jack and explained it to him. And he loved it. Of course, he loved it. It's showing tribute to all his work. You know, he ran a show called Expect the Unexpected 20 years ago. And it's a tip of the cap to everything that he did. So he loved it. And he was like, But what about Storm? I was like, I don't know, man. Let me ask a few more people. And then I told Jerry. And Jerry goes, So are you going to stick to the gimmick and i go what do you mean he's like expect the unexpected it's gotta be like a mystery vortex show i was like no it doesn't he's like it doesn't but it it would be cool if it was and then i said to jack what if we did that and he loved that idea so i was like let's fucking do it and he was he was about it so I hit up my friend, Avin, who had designed all the Storm logos, and he designed all, all of these ETU graphics. So there's a bunch of ETU graphics that just didn't get used. But um, if anybody knows me, the colors of ETU, um, the green or the yellow green is uh, Nike Volt, which is a basically a staple for Nike sneakers they created that color back in like the eighties when
0: you you first showed me the image and i was like i love that colorway and you're like yo and you just sent me a picture of those shoes (laughs) and i was like now i get it
2: (laughs) yeah it's like oh he designed his company and logo off a pair of sneakers yeah which is the most me thing that i could ever do but yeah i had a couple other color combinations i had uh nike infrared which is kind of like a pink orange which is sort of like what the struggles uh logo color is it looks orange sometimes it looks pink sometimes it's just a very odd color but um something about that yellowy green just hit for me and the gray where it's not your typical black and red black white and red that everybody does it is yeah you know so i was like okay Let's do that. And we had it in a bunch of different colors, but me and Jack agreed and everybody kind of agreed on that on the vault. So I was like, cool, we got a logo. Cool. We got this. We got that. And now it's like, well, now I got to book a fucking wrestling show. And I just said to Jack, I was like, he was like, how are we going? Your concept is legacy. Your concept is tri-state traditional. You know, that was even a name that was thrown around in my head. For a while, Tri-State Traditional, you know, like T-Squared or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously not every name is a good name, but (laughs) it can lead you to where you need to be. You know, that's the feeling that that I want. I want Tri-State Traditional Pro Wrestling. And um, he was like, well, what, what should we do? And I was like, I need the balance of older established tri-state guys and the new crop and to jack's credit he said what about the sat i said uh if you can get them and he literally made a phone call right then and there and that was it the maximo brothers were on board he pitched the concept to them they loved the name because they were one of the 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 Maximos and Amazing Red were the ones who started to use Expect the Unexpected first, you know? So he pitched it. They loved it. They felt so honored to have, you know, a, basically a company named after their, their kind of aura and style. You know, I made sure that I messaged Amazing Red, and um, he's a hard man to get in contact with but I made sure that I sent him a message and just made sure that he was okay with it. And, um, so we're ETU <laughs> and, uh, I got the SAT and it's like, well, what do we do now? You know? And I don't want to get into any of the, the matchups and whatnot, but it's just, uh, cause expect the unexpected. Obviously we have two matches announced and that's all I'm going to announce. But, uh, yeah. So I got the SAT And now I'm like, well, what else? So my first thing in my mind is to call Mouse because that's my dude. If anybody doesn't know Mouse, Big Starks brand. um, Step Pops of Billy Starks. And uh, I was like, hey, I'm running this day. Can you get a car load ready for me? Because I'm trying to think fiscally responsible. Clearly, if you've seen my roster Fiscally responsible has gone away. <laughs> Out the window. We've, yeah, we've <laughs> lost that. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was trying in the beginning to be fiscally responsible. Just let that be known to everybody. Exactly. So I hit up mouse. I was like, yo, let's put a car together. So we did. And he asked me who I wanted. And I'm like, I want Billy on the show. Uh, get me Radrick. Get me Myron. And he goes, one more. And I was like, get me Tankman. And everybody could do it except for Calvin. He had to be somewhere the next day. So I was still in fiscally responsible mode. So I wasn't like, oh, bring him and I'll fly him out to wherever he has to go. We were being very responsible. So that's where we were at. It was uh, Radrick, Myron, Billy, and we had room for one other person. And uh, I'm trying to think who the fuck it was. Let's look at this roster. Yeah. I look at my fucking booking notes here. Or I know I could, I had the space for one more, you know? I've got a so list was like, here. I'm not even sure what I can fucking say. So I'm not, I'm not saying that <laughs> Yeah, anything. exactly. So it's, it's like flexible. Yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever. And... um. I got pricing on everybody. It's like my first time doing that, you know, getting people's rates and stuff. I do it a little bit here and there for ICW, but mostly not. Um, So it was like, cool. Lock it in, lock it in, lock it in. Boom, boom, boom. And then I go to Jack, like this is who I got. He was like, all right, cool. He doesn't really know them, but he kind of knows them. Then I'm like, let me ask my HOG guys. I'm good friends with them. We want to highlight the tri-state area. I asked main event. They're in. I asked Ken Broadway. He's in. I asked somebody else. They're not on, not announced. They're in. Uh, I was like, cool. So I tell Jack that he's like, cool. He was like, who are some, you know, we got to get some, some older guys on here too, to really send home the concept. I was like, I'd love homicide on the show. And I know him, but I just don't feel comfortable, like, offering him bookings. I know he Jack's known him for 20 years. So Jack hits him up and is like, he's in. Homicide's in. And I'm like, Huge. fuck yeah. He's one of my favorite wrestlers ever. I'm like, cool. And then, you know, you start putting together your roster. You start hitting people up, putting these pieces together. You know, Masha Slamovich, fucking awesome. You know, obviously from Russia with love, but, you know, born, raised in, I mean, not born, but raised in New York, you know, from the area, obviously got to have her. She was all about it. Yeah. Um. But then I start getting people out of the woodwork that I just don't expect, you know, uh, Ricky Shane Page hey man congratulations this is awesome love that to see you do it you have such a great mind for for pro wrestling I love to see what you're doing bah, 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 bah. and then I'm just like you want to wrestle and he's like uh yeah so <laughs> that's just how that worked and then I mean the, the, you can you can spot my people I mean Kira you had to guess John Wayne that's my dude and one of the main things for John was, dude, I'm going to get you that title match. I'm going to get it. Nobody else is going to get it for you. And that's not me being disrespectful to anybody, but that's just all the way real. Yeah. Has has John earned a shot at the IWTV Independent World Championship? Yes. yes. A thousand percent yes. 2020 Independent Wrestler of the Year on an absolute tear for the last two years. But do do I think anybody was going to give it to him, the shot? No. So I said to John, you know, hey, I want you to be on board, blah, blah, blah. He's like, what do you have for me? I said, I'm going to try this. And he didn't really get his hopes up. And I just flat out messaged Jerry. What is it going to take for me to get an IWTV title match? And honestly, I thought it was going to be Wheeler Yuta, which would have been more fiscally responsible and uh but it would have been way more uh it would have been a little easier on the pocket but um wheeler is on fucking television like come on (laughs) he
0: just went and got like you know signed by AEW. so what are you gonna do
2: so it's just one of those things where uh title changes hands and i'm like shit and I say to Jerry, I'm just like, what can we, what's it going to take? Can I do this? And he was like, yeah, but it comes with XYZ. And I'm just like, ah, uh, it just felt heavy. And over, you know, much, much debate and balancing and figuring it all out and negotiating and really just fuck it. We did it. And I knew I had to announce it because I know that... That's when I knew I had to completely abandon the full-on Mystery Vortex secret show when I got that match booked because I just knew everyone needed to know it was happening. It's too hot. Like, it had to... Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And it's also a a marquee match, right?
2: If you tell people
0: that's there, that's the kind of match that can sell a show just on its own without even knowing the undercard. So at that point, you've just got to go... People need to know that John Wayne's going to get this opportunity and that fucking Alex Shelley's on the show. That's like yeah. huge.
2: Yeah. So I knew in my head, it's like, I'm going to announce Shelley and it'll say on the graphic, we'll defend the IWTV World, you know, Independent World Ta- Championship. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'll leave that out for a few days, let people speculate. But we are in Florida for deathmatch horror story and Jerry's like you're gonna announce it right and I was like yeah and then right after the 60 minute deathmatch I look at Jerry because I'm sitting right next to him I was like I should go have him cut a promo about Alex Shelley right now and he said yes you should so I ran to the back said to John you good he's shockingly he was fucking fine (laughs) And um, he was like, yeah, let's do it right now. So I filmed it, and I was just like, all right, cool. I'm going to edit this up, make it a little special, and we'll get some hype for it. And it worked. It worked. People are excited. I think it's a show that people people bought tickets to see, and people are going to absolutely tune in to the live stream to watch. So uh, that was 100% gonna be like the only match i announce but then Uh, things change (laughs) you know it's fucking wrestling man i get the text myron reed hey man mlw mlw switch dates around uh i gotta be in xyz on december 3rd i gotta cancel like fuck man so myron's out boom that sucks um i had a i'll be completely transparent we were working on getting rich swan i was going to do swan versus uh myron reed yeah wow. which would have been a big deal it would have been a really good match uh fell through on both ends so myron's out shit <laughs> um then not too far later probably the dit the next day homicides like hey nwa just hit me up they asked if I can come and He works backstage stuff and, and yeah. helps agent. So he was like, they asked me if I could be in Atlanta, December 3rd. I was like, shit. And I just kept it all the way real with him. I said, can you help me with a replacement? Mm-hmm. And he's like, who do you want? I was like, you tell me, dude. Like, who, who do you got? <laughs> and he messaged Brody King. Uh, Brody's got a gig with his band that day. Can't do it. Uh, He suggested a couple other people. And then I just flat out said, can you get me Joker? And he was like, hold on. (laughs) And then like five, ten minutes goes by. He sends me a phone number. He says, shoot him a text. So I text Joker. Fucking cambodian axe murderer not nervous at all about that so we worked it out he said he just had to figure out work stuff and if he could get off and took a little bit a couple weeks to figure it out but joker's in it's like fuck man like we're really cementing like the vibe that i want losing homicide sucks losing myron sucks But that's when I just decided to shoot my shot. So I was like, okay, homicides out. I got Joker. Cool. Who replaces Myron? Mm -hmm. I've known ACH for a very long time. That's my guy. That's my friend. I just, I saw that he, he had been kind of like laying low for a while, but I saw him pop up at a couple shows. I saw him put out a booking email. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this. Uh, Simultaneously, I messaged Hot Sauce Tracy Williams also just in case. Um, So I message uh, good old Albert. I was like, yo, what's up? He hits me back. Yo, Strugs, what's up? Congratulations on everything. Yeah, I'm free, man. Uh, Let's do it. And we negotiate a little bit, figure it all out. I'm like, oh, shit. I got ACH. I'm like, that's a good replacement for for Myron.
0: Absolutely. Plus, it's like you say, he's been laying low with it everything that kind of went down with the, the exit from WWE and stuff. This kind of feels like his return to wrestling. And it feels like you're yeah. the you're the guy putting him out there. And I'm sure he feels good about that in that you're somebody he knows he knows he can yeah. trust and he can be essentially at the ground floor of an exciting new brand that's awesome for yeah. everybody concerned
2: yep 100% mm-hmm. and uh so we lock that in uh then jack messaged me um what do you think about getting franchise Shane Douglas and i'm like cuz we were still like thinking on who can replace homicide yeah you know uh so i'm like for real and he's like i know shane i have him for signings all the time at the store i know i can get him to do a signing in a match for a good price like if you could get it man like let's fucking do it Mm -hmm. and he locked it in so i was like you know what there are my two i'm gonna announce homicides out i'm gonna announce myron's out but then simultaneously i'm going to announce franchises in and ach is in and hopefully people will be like i'm okay with this and it seems like people were okay with it mm-hmm. you know it's definitely uh losing homicide is uh irreplaceable to me and the concept of the show 1000% mm-hmm. um but i mean you want to talk about tri-state legacy franchise Shane Douglas yeah kind of tri-state legacy right there mm-hmm. Just a little bit of a different time. So I'm I'm happy with it. I'm good. I'm good. Um, also, to Jack's credit, he got me in touch with Prince Nana, which was a big deal for me being an ROH kid mm-hmm. growing up, watching, and becoming in tune with independent wrestling. My first show ever, uh, the embassy was on that show. Uh, Prince Nana and the embassy at that time it was a tag match with jimmy rave and alex shelley so definitely there's a couple people who are on the first independent wrestling show that i've ever went to who are on my show and that's kind of crazy you know when you think about it so um talk to nana he's awesome he has so many uh great connections when it comes to booking people and stuff like that, I'd be lying if I didn't ask how much the Briscoe brothers were. But that's the story for another time. <laughs> and and uh, imagine if I ran SAT Briscoes. Jesus Christ. Never signed never. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not happened. It's not happening. <laughs> like I said, even though I have become... Uh, the budget's gone and completely out the window. I still can't afford the Briscoe brothers. <laughs> But um, maybe one day. But yeah. So uh, Nana's awesome. Has so many connections, and he had just uh, grouped himself with Mike Verna, who's a tri-state guy. Seen him in Beyond. You seen him here. Seen him there. He's at uh, Northeast Wrestling. So I was like, if they're reforming the Embassy, like i'll i'll rock with mike verna verna's also very close with the sat he trains with them mm. so it all made sense mm-hmm. so i was like okay boom embassy's back you know yeah, cool We're, we'll do a uh new age version of it you know verna's the new crown jewel and we'll see we'll see what plays out or who nana brings with him because you never know yeah so It's all kind of falling into place, but then things kind of just fall in your lap. You know, I'm good friends with my boy Juba. We've known each other. I've known Juba since he was like 15 years old. We used to go to uh, punk rock shows and festivals, and I'd see him there. He was fucking 6'6 when he was 15 years old and huge, and we both bonded over wrestling at these shows. It was basically a friend of a friend was like, hey, this is my friend Tom. That's Juba. <laughs> this is my friend Tom. He likes wrestling. This is Ryan. He likes wrestling. So then we just started talking about it. Yeah. And we've stayed friends ever since. Um, so I knew that I wanted him to be a part of things, but I didn't know that him being a part of it would also drop Carlos Romo in my lap, which I'm a big fan of Carlos, obviously, professional wrestler. From Spain but he's wrestled in progress and Rev Pro you've I I believe he did an NXT UK show Uh, he used to tag team with a kid and he's been on uncharted territory he was in Turbo Graps the the BLP uh, tournament that they have so I was just like it fell in my lap because Tom was like yo Romo's gonna be in at my house from coming over from Spain. Should I tell him to hit you up? And I was kind of like, the show's booked out, bro. And then Myron fell off and this happened and that happened. And I'm starting to book the card out. And I'm like, <sighs> and he hit me up and we talked about it and the price was right. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Like I'll find a place for you, man. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, the way I just didn't, I had a card booked and I showed it to some friends and they were like, that's a lot of singles matches. And I like singles (laughs) matches. Obviously then the the SAT are going to tag out. Cool. But he was like, that's a lot of singles matches. So then I really started to explore some different options. Mm -hmm. So, when you're exploring multi-mans or other tag options, everybody does a fucking scramble. No, I'm not doing a scramble. Um, although original ICW was like the first person to do the six-way scramble, Jack was like, he Jack called it the suicidal six-way. He was like, bring back the suicidal six-way. And I'm like, everybody does the scramble, bro. I was like, you created that shit. All those years back, why do we have to bring it back? Everybody does it. GCW does it. HOG has a six-way title. And I'm just like, nah, I can't. I can't. And then I was going to do 8-man, and I'm like, you're a psycho. And then I said to myself, you're such a big fan of Chikara. What did they do best? Trios. So I'm going to do a tri-state trios match. That's all I'll give away. Yeah, cool. So Tri-State Trios match. And that'll be everybody involved will be from the Tri-State area. Mm-hmm. So that's something you guys can look forward to. But that was my way of expanding the card a little bit to just, you know, buffer the singles matches. So you're not just the same shit over and over and over again. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's where I was at, and and then one day I'm just hanging out, and uh, a young man named Jonah rocks shoots me a fucking message, and that I'd known Jonah for a long time. He has bought a lot of t-shirts from me for the last from the last five years. I didn't even know it was him, you know, because he's ordering them under his shoot shoot name, mm-hmm. and then one day he takes a picture of in one of my shirts and i'm like oh shit and he's like yeah buy all your shirts and so we talk here and there that's about it uh he sees a shirt i post he pops for it we talk a little bit he signed to wwe i congratulated him he talked a little bit he got canned i sent him condolences we talked a little bit that's about the extent of it you know i get a random message on a friday night Hey, what's this ETU thing? Is it yours? Question mark? I was like, yeah. He was like, that's awesome. He was like, I see how much work you're putting into it. It looks amazing. Everything. Uh, I love to see uh, creative new minds pop up into the world of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Said, Thanks, man. That's awesome. And what did I do after that? <laughs> Same thing I did with Ricky when he messaged to congratulate me. I said, you want to work? And he said, I'm not taking bookings right now. I was like, oh, okay. Never mind, man. Then he goes, right after that, after he said he wasn't taking bookings, he goes, I'm popping back up in a week or two at XYZ, which we know now, New Mm -hmm. Japan. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. So what are you doing on December 3rd? And he was, like, looking and looking. He goes, I haven't told people I'm taking bookings yet, but I'm I'm free. I was like, what's it going to cost? Tell me. What do we got to do to get you here? And gave me a price. I called up Jack, ran it by him. He asked if we could get a signing also. I asked. We agreed on that. And I'm like, holy shit, I just booked Jonah Rock. And the first thing that came to my mind was ACH versus Jonah rock. I had to do it. I watched a lot of PWG in the early mid two thousands. I got a lot of PWG DVDs. Why not show some of that inspiration also? Because that feels like an absolute PWG match right there. Just this out of this world styles clash size clash two elite level athletes also um these two wrestled when they were signed in WWE i believe once before they even had their names like if you look back on cage match and after talking to them they wrestled each other under both of their shoot names in WWE so it was Albert Hardy against Jermaine Haley in WWE And you're just like, man, these guys have touched once under this roof, but it wasn't what it could have been. You know, you got to think there was time restrictions, handcuffs. They didn't really get to be themselves because it's a brand new situation, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, hey, man. Uh, I asked both of them, would you be into this? And they both resounding. Hell, yeah. You know, they were both super into it. How could you not be? And then as soon as it was there, I'm just like, I have to announce this, right? Same situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I have to. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I got some heat on the card that if I announced it, it would help. But I just feel, and I also knew that, that Jonah was opening himself up to bookings. So I knew that he was going to get announced a lot of places, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So I knew I had to announce him, and then I know that I needed to wait for that initial wave of announcements because there was a lot. I wanted to be first. I wasn't, but I was one of the first ones. I'm mm-hmm. also the only one who really gave him, like, a true, you know, hype video. Everybody yeah. kind of just dropped a graphic. Um, and then I'm just like, all right, I got to let the wave crash and then I'm going to announce the match. And I I announced the match last night. People fucking hype for it and I'm it's going to be basically the three focal points of the final push of this show which I'm about 2 weeks away, mm-hmm. something like that. Will be the full poster. It'll be the IWTV Independent World Championship match between Shelley and John Wayne Murdoch and I will push ACH and Jonah. Everybody else who's involved will push their, uh, you know, their individual graphics and stuff like that. And that'll be our uh, our final push. We've got a bunch of posters printed up, put them up in the Wrestling Universe stores. They're doing all these signings, so people coming in for a signing, you're going to get a poster, you're going to get a postcard or something like that. Trying to do a little bit of old school marketing, but uh, things are good. But I want to sell, I want to sell more tickets. I want things to look fucking cool. I wanted to a lot of people run Ridgefield Park. A lot of people run that building. You want to know why? Because it's easy to get to. There's a ring included. They got lights. It's really set up plug-and-play pro wrestling at a good price. So that's why a lot of us run there. It's got great internet for streaming. So that's why. But I knew that if I'm going to run there that I have to make it look like a big deal and I also have to make sure that the atmosphere is correct and uh, and that people are there. So that's where I'm at. All of that, that stuff is, like, so important when it
0: comes to a wrestling show, you know, like because you can, yes, just be a ring in a warehouse or whatever, but if you can yeah. do the lighting, if you can create the atmosphere, if you can do things that then brand it as an ATU show, then the next time you do it, it conditions the audience to expect that. You know what I mean? Like uh, whatever that may be for your entrances, all that stuff. And, yeah, like you you were talking about before with lighting themes and stuff like that, elemental or or otherwise, it's just so important and not enough people think about it. So it it already – I knew you would be, but it's awesome to hear that you're already – putting those plans in place and thinking that far ahead. Cause that, that's going to make the difference
2: for
1: sure.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like, like I tell a lot of people, um, I messaged the kid, uh, from Ray's lighting when I still had the storm name. Mm-hmm. It was one of the, as soon as I locked in the Ridgefield park building, um, talked to Jerry to lock in the streaming date. I messaged him because I knew I had to, take that building that is used very frequently and make it look different and i knew that he could do that i've seen him do it uh he did lighting for violence and suffering and made it look all purple and dark he same thing when he did paris's bumping and a couple other places i know that i need like something to transform that building a little bit just a little bit you know and um so one of the first things that I did was message him and get pricing for the full the full fucking deal. And um, I just, uh, ICW No Holds Barred can get away with the gritty and grimy because that's what vibe. it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's a fight club. It's underground. It's fucking borderline illegal. Uh, that's what people want to be a part of. Yeah, it's that rush of like, where the fuck am I right yeah. now? What am I? What is going on? It's what
0: jumps out at me straight away. Like ICW No Holds Butt Volume Two, just in that car park in Atlanta, oh I was God, like, what yeah. the fuck is this? Like, it, it's awesome. And so, the shittier that ICW looks, the more I'm into it. You know what I mean? The bloodshed, the the pawn shop, the the wherever yeah. it is when it looks dingy and it looks like blood sport or something like that. The pit. Um, Which was the last one? Was it the pit four that was just in In the the barn dirt, like in the with the steel things where I like Bronner and stuff and Darren McCarty were in that? That was probably my favorite one because it was just like a single light bulb above this sandy floor, and it was amazing. You know, yeah.
2: But that's that's the vibe. That's the aesthetic that we can roll with there. Yes, for me. I knew that I needed more of a polished aesthetic because I don't want to look like everybody else. And ICW achieves that in the reverse direction. They don't look like anybody else. Nobody else is doing pit shows. I mean, no piece does there, no rings, but it's always in the same place. You know, we're doing the chains. We're doing the cage. We're doing the physical pit with who knows what they're going to build, you know, and it's just a reverse direction. Mm -hmm. I want to do tri-state traditional pro wrestling. So it's like, I need that, that traditional vibe. I need the hard lights on the ring. I need the lights around. I need the entrance way I need. I need that. And, uh, and if I don't have that, then that's what I got to work towards. You know, I got to try and and polish the product. But it's going to be growing pains, you know. I'm going to get to that building on day of and there's going to be problems. There's going to be oh, we don't have this. Oh, we don't have that. Oh, you know, it's just a few different things. I'm not going to have, you know, the ring skirts that say ETU on them. It just it's an expense that I I I'd rather put into the product as pro wrestling, then put into something that's, you know, an afterthought. No, if I have black ring skirts on my ring, um, opposed to having my logo on them, it's okay. We can eventually get them. You know, I would love to do a custom canvas with the ETU in the center, but it's just out of my price range because I want the product to be Spending, spending that
0: money on the, the talent and things like that. Yeah, and absolutely and the cool thing is is that like a lot of people sometimes think that like when it comes to smoothness and coolness of a product and stuff like that it means you have to go big. Well that's not necessarily the case, right? It's it's rounding off the edges and it's taking what you have like within that area. And making it as cool as it can be, you know? And that doesn't mean that you need everything needs to be super polished. It just means making it work for you. And that can yep. create its own vibe in itself, you know?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's the plan, man. Is just uh I've got the pieces in place, uh, and we just gotta move forward and and just figure it all out, you know. Um do we have the vault colored changing. ropes or no? <laughs> You know, you got to, uh, you know, everything's where they need to be at the moment. Things can change. I mean, I didn't expect homicide and Myron to cancel, Mm -hmm. but they did. Mm -hmm. And if anything else were to happen, we, I've learned from the fucking master how to fucking figure it out on the fly Mm -hmm. and get to where we need to be. And, um, I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm not as stressed as I thought. Although, um, when the money starts coming out, (laughs) then I'm sure I'll get a little bit more stressed, but, um, my goal is just to put together a product, uh, that fans can enjoy that the wrestlers can be excited to work for and that, uh, and that we can all build something new together, you know, on the back of the legacy of, of what I fell in love with. And that's you know tri-state professional wrestling.
0: That's awesome, man! It must be so exciting. I'm I'm really happy for you, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what you guys come up with because it's going to be a special night. And I've been lucky enough to have a sneak peek at some of the things you're thinking of, and I can guarantee to anybody that's that's on the fence, like do not be, because like history is going to be made at this show. It's going to be something very special, and. Yeah, I can't cross the world right now, but it's the kind of thing that, like, if I was able to attend, I definitely would because, fuck, man, it's going to be awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the plan, man, yeah. is I want to make people travel. I want to make it must-watch wrestling. I That's all I want, and I appreciate you giving me the platform to talk about it. I mean, it's, it's probably the only place that I would feel comfortable talking about it. It would be either you and uh and probably i got your five stars with jeremy and spo that's probably the, the only place that i would really go to talk about any of this stuff is just uh best in the business i know that if i can't do a weekly interview podcast that things are in great hands because you are doing it and because they are doing it uh so i feel okay with taking a step to the side and focusing on something else and tackling a different uh a completely different animal which is uh another side of professional wrestling but uh i just want to say thank you for the time thank you for the platform i appreciate you so much bro Dude,
0: thank thanks so much those are really kind words especially coming for you the guy that inspired me to do it you know what i mean so uh, it, yeah. me- it means a lot to me man it really does and you will always have an open invite to this show or anything I do and you know all you need to do is reach out and I'll always be doing anything I can to support you and your endeavours because I believe in you, man. Like, I I think you're going to kill it. I think this is only the beginning of what's going to come for this. Like, be it uh, ICW No Holds Barred, be it Expect the Unexpected, you know, anything that you touch, I think you've just got, that taste level and i know you've got that work ethic and so people just need to strap in and
2: watch what you do next because it's going to be awesome yes please strap in because (laughs) it's going to be a crazy couple weeks left uh i gotta go finish packing for tennessee but uh i appreciate you if you guys are unfamiliar you can follow me on ig at the struggles you can follow ETU Wrestling at ETU Wrestling. If you want to buy tickets, ETU1.eventbreak.com. Uh, it's going to be streaming live on IWTV. If you're not subscribed, you really need to. You can use the promo code Struggles. Get you in there. Check us out. I got so much going on. Uh, but like I said, ETU Wrestling, expect the unexpected, December 3rd, live from Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. And man, uh, two matches already announced: IWTV Independent World Championship match, Alex Shelley defending against John Wayne Murdoch, Ooh. and what I just announced yesterday, ACH takes on Jonah. Dude, what am I thinking? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's gonna be but crazy. God. And anybody thinks
0: like that, they've seen like the best from somebody like Jonah Rock, Bronson Reed. Like you haven't seen anything, man. Like this guy yeah. was tearing it up in Australia before he crossed yeah. the world to go to WWE. and like you only got to see like the tip of the iceberg from how talented that man is. and I feel exactly the same way about ACH. you know he was just hitting his stride when he got signed and then it, then it never really ended up where it was. So those two, I'm sure, have been like two bulls at the gate to explode and show what they can really do, and you're going to see it, man, like December yeah. 3rd is when it's going to happen and it's going to be
2: fucking awesome. Yeah, man, we're all excited. We're all motivated. Mm-hmm. Everybody involved, and it's a—it's uh, definitely it takes a village to do this. I, you can't just be one person uh, running a promotion. It takes a, a good group of people around you to give you some sometimes some harsh criticism, and uh, I'm always open for it. I take it in stride, and I use it to to get better. And that's where we where we got to where we are, you know. And I'm gonna keep pushing. And I hope that uh, you guys listening at home, if you can make it out, you come out. And if not, you can watch it on IWTV, man. Uh, I want to come out the gate strong and really, really do something awesome. So, Rave, thank you so much, man. This was, it's always fun getting to shoot the shit with you, man.
0: Dude, I love it. Absolutely. Everybody listen to this, man. Check out all those places. Check out the show because it's going to be killer. Man, I'm going to let you catch your flight. So as we do it, for my man, the struggles and for faces and feels. Remember, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Thanks everyone for listening. Faces and feels is a DIY project created and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram at faces feels cast Twitter at FacesFeelsCast and Facebook, at FacesFeelsCast, Or send us an email with topic suggestions or feedback to facesandfeels at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Our banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. Peace out. Vinyls and Violence, a brand celebrating a love of music and deathmatch wrestling. Follow on Instagram at Vinyls and Violence, follow on Twitter at Legalized Ranch, and that's ranch with two H's, and buy the shirts from deathmatchworldwide.com. Vinyls and Violence. I'm pretty sure it's like some weirdo shit like Pokemon or something. My body is a roadmap of pain. Oh my
1: God. DeathmatchWorldwide.com, the official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more.